This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. We're going to talk about money with you for the next hour and focus on those people who are in retirement, getting close to retirement, or it's just starting to get on your mind. A lot of scary headlines. So before we get into the serious news stuff, first off, hello, Alan. Welcome back. How you doing? James, It's uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. And this is going to be the end of the good news segment of the show because the financial headlines are pretty bad. I don't want to say it's a disaster. It's the next great depression or whatnot, but so far this has been a rough year, not just for the stock market, but for a lot of things going on in the financial world. Where do you start with it, Alan? Well, I think that you have to start with, uh, kind of focusing in on a reality check as to where we are with the markets, where we are with the economy in general, and just making sure that you're prepared. We are prepared for you know, what comes next. And that's, that's always the challenge getting ready to go to retirement. You don't know what's coming around the corner. And I mean, if you just kind of look at the, some of the facts behind the, the scene right now, I mean, the Dow Jones, I'm looking at some, some notes that I made for today's show. Uh, the Dow Jones is down about 11% for the year. The S and is down about 15%. If you, if you focused on all of the tech stocks over the last you know, a couple of years or a few years, you had a great run, but you're down about 25% so far for this year. So understanding what the market is doing to our portfolios and where that could potentially be leading, I think is what we have to kind of start to look at and make sure that we have a plan for that going into our, uh, you know, the next few years. If you're, you know, five years out from retirement, it could definitely be scary because it could start changing your, your uh, plan as to whether you, you continue on that same path or whether you're going to delay retirement for a while. Uh, if you're already in retirement, it's certainly a scary time because you might be having, you know, or getting these statements where you're starting to see the losses on your portfolio and you're starting to wonder, hey, am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out of, of money during retirement? That's that's the number one question most people have is, will I have enough money in retirement? So a lot of stuff to think about today. Well, I've been running sort of my own inflation index. You know, they tell you the official number is eight point something percent. And there's other people who like gauge it against gold or whatnot. But uh, I have the Taco Bell index and my Taco <laughs> Bell index has reached $10. So if I go through and I get a like a combo, like a number six, and I don't right. get cinnamon twist or anything extra, just the combo itself. Taco Bell, which used to be the, the vanguard of a cheap meal, is now 10 bucks just for me to eat by myself. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, we actually did the same thing. It's kind of funny you said that. Uh, we go down to the lake. Everybody knows that we're, we're big lake rats, so we go down to the lake quite a bit. and. About once a month, we'll stop at, a, at the Dairy Queen on the way back. And it used to be two, you buy two small blizzards and, you know, it was eight bucks. Now they're up to 10 bucks. So it's a 20% uh, or, well, yeah, probably more than that increase in what we're actually, you know, getting now. So that's the challenge. It's everybody's getting hit in different directions, but the inflation is starting to really come home to us and we're starting to notice it. I just, you know, I, I have a, you know, a big truck that we pull our camper with. It's an F-350 truck. It's a diesel truck. So I'm forced to put diesel gas in it or diesel fuel in it and filled it up the other day. Now I'd let it get down lower than I normally do, but it was 145 bucks to fill up the, oh my goodness. the, the truck. You can't do that very often if that's, if, you know, if, if you're going to at these prices and everything. So making sure that you have a plan for inflation in your retirement plan is uh, key. And I think that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about some of this stuff today and how it affects you with uh, putting your plan together and putting it in place and, and making sure it works. Yeah. And that's a, a whole different story. Once you're one of these people that's on a fixed income and sure you might get a little bump from social security here and there, but that's not keeping up with food prices. That's not keeping up with the new car prices or used car prices. How, how do you talk to your clients uh, when they're concerned about keeping up with this, the inflation? Well, and 
I think it's starting to, we're starting to see a little bit more of this. I've, I've had a couple meetings recently with a couple current clients uh, because of the, where the portfolios are, what, where the market's at. Uh, you know, they've actually started saying that they're holding back on some things. And I, and I think that that's kind of natural. I think that as we start to see, you know, our dollars not going as far, we start to put off things. I was talking to a client the other day that had planned to do a, a full kitchen remodel this year, about a $30,000 ticket. And she said, you know, I just don't think I'm going to do that now. I'm just going to hold off and not do that. So it will start to change your plans. And so I think when you, when you start to understand the, you know, the, the additional cost, you have to just have to build it into the plan as to how are we going to maintain our lifestyle if this continues to ramp up. If we go back to the late seventies, early eighties, where we've got 12 and 18% inflation and, and all of that, then we just have to figure out how we're going to continue to, you know, move forward from there. Well, when I, um, when I think about things I can cut, food does not count in yeah. one of them. And my grocery bill's got to be a 20% higher than it was a couple of years ago. Does that sound about right for what other people see? Yeah, I think you're about there. I mean, the, you know, when we're, our grocery bill's up about that too, about 20, 25%. So that's when you start to break down the other stuff that you're using or doing the, uh, whether it's a, maybe a, a trip that you'd planned or, or replacing the car this year. And, you know, when we build a plan out, we try to build this stuff into the plan anyway. We know that this these times are going to come around. Now, we haven't seen this type of inflation for, I think, the number I saw was 41 years. So we haven't seen this high of inflation for a number of years. But you have to kind of see where we are. I mean, it, you know, we went through COVID. We, had, we shut down the economy. The government's spent a ton of money just trying to keep the economy going, printing money that we really didn't have that, that creates inflation. I mean, it's just, that's, what's going to, you know, what's going to cause it. And then when you're building your plan, you just have to make sure that you know that some of these things can be delayed as time goes on. And then hopefully, you know, things will turn around eventually and and we'll be back on track. Inflation numbers will drop. Then, then we can continue on with our life to, uh, you know, do our, take our trips or to replace our vehicles and those types of things. Is it going to stop anytime soon? Is is inflation going to slow down or is it going to keep going at this 8%, 10% breakneck speed for a while? Well, I think we're going to see it for a while. I think, I think that this is here for this year, especially probably into early next year. Uh, if the market continues on the, the current trajectory that it's on, I, I see us, you know, probably entering into that, um, uh, quote unquote bear market where we, uh, where, where the total market's down over 20%. That's what the, that's what they look at for, a, you know, a, a definition of a bear market is really a, a prolonged period where the markets decline at least 20% uh, from its recent high. And we're almost there. I mean, we're, we're, we're certainly there on the NASDAQ and close to there on the other indices as well. So I think that's another part that you bring up and, and start talking about when, when you're looking at your portfolios, you know, we always spend a lot of time on the show talking about risk and acceptance of risk and willingness to take risk. One of the things I haven't really talked about a whole lot on the show that we tend to talk about with uh, our clients is what we call risk capacity in your plan. Risk capacity is different than risk tolerance. Risk tolerance is, is if I ask you, James, how much can you watch your portfolio drop and still be comfortable with it or still be okay with it? You might say, oh, I can watch it drop 10% or 12% or maybe even 15% or something like that. And I'd, I'd hang on. I wouldn't like it, but I'd hang on. But risk capacity is, is if your portfolio drops 15% over a period of time and stays down there for you know a year, two years, three years, something like that does your portfolio still perform? Do you still have a successful plan at age 95 or age 100? And that's one of the reports that we run at Mercurial Wealth Advisors that shows you, you know, what's the worst case scenario. If you, if you have that one bad year where you lose 25 or 30%, how's that going to affect your portfolio going forward? And that to me is, is probably the measuring stick that we have to look at now and start to really everybody that's listening and watching the show today you have to really go through a, a process to determine what that risk capacity of your portfolio is, especially since we're seeing this kind of decline in the market right now. Should I expect to get much help from Social Security? I know they do the cost of living adjustments, but uh, I hear complaints that that does not keep up with the real inflation numbers. So is is that 
much help well, at all. Yeah, I mean, when you when you think about Social Security specifically, what happened last year, we got a huge raise on Social Security. I think it was around 6% or so. But the uh, Medicare premiums went up about the same amount. And that's that's normally the the reaction of, of, of how this is all going to happen. You'll get a big bump on your COLA or cost of living adjustment on Social Security. But then all of a sudden they take it away from you on the increase on the on the Medicare cost. So it's it's not a um, not as big a help as you think it is. I mean, obviously, if they didn't if you didn't get the the help, then you'd have you might have that increase anyway. So uh, it's kind of ironic how that all happens. <laughs> you get the big increase, then the big you know bigger bill as well. But now I I think that you you do want to look at and plan for those cost of living adjustments and in, in uh, Social Security, but over time, it's still going to be a a huge number that's going to you're going to need to be ready for in in your portfolio, and you're going to have to pretty much grow that on your own or or plan for that on your own. Is there ever built into the plan a time where inflation stops, or are we expecting inflation just at least two percent or something every single year? We never plan on it stopping. We always plan on it going up at, at least, a, you know, a, a some percentage a year. We always factor into our plans at least the 3% or I think it's 3.15%, which is the historic average over the last 100 years. And it, that includes the times in the late 70s and the, or I'm sorry, the late 90s and then the uh, about mid seventies, nineteen seventy four, and so, and even back in the forty seven, when there was double digit inflation back then. So we include all of that, but we usually factor in about a three percent average, which is the hundred year average. And I think if you're doing that, you're probably protecting yourself. Okay, it doesn't feel like it right now because we're spending more money than than we feel like we're bringing in. But I mean, usually, or at least in the past, that's always been able to um, take care of that calculation or, or build that in the all right this is alan mercurio for mercurio wealth advisors if you have a question for him at the office or for the show 502-273-1188 the website is louisville's retirementcoach.com sit tight we'll be right back with more retirement 360 when you crash your car you get it fixed when your computer crashes you get a new one but what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. Of course, we're talking about money. If you got a question for the show or you want to call them at the office, 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's Retirement Coach. Dot com. Now, we've talked about the, the baby boomer stats on the show plenty of times. We have, what, thousands? I think it's 10, maybe 11,000 baby boomers retiring every day. And we're expecting now by 2030, the youngest baby boomer will be 65. They will all be retirement age. So that means if baby boomers are all retiring, that means my generation, Alan, uh, Generation mm-hmm. X is uh, we're on deck and we need to start thinking about it because, you know, 65 used to sound old, but now that's not that far away. Yeah, and I think that the the thing to kind of keep in mind here is that many of the people that have been retiring are some of the highest producers in the economy. So as they completely retire out of the workforce, then the, the pie kind of shrinks for everyone. 
uh, when the most productive contributors decide to say, okay, it's time to come to quit. So uh, those are things that you have to kind of also kind of factor into inflation and all of the, you know, the, the change in the markets. Yeah. And for, for those of us still in generation X, you know, talking about retirement seems pretty distant because a lot of us are still dealing with our kids and dealing with our parents as they're going through their retirement. And that sounds like something our parents are doing, but you know, after being hit with the economic shocks of the last couple years and seeing what happens with your IRA and noticing your time horizon is getting slower and uh, narrower and narrower, you know, baby boomers leaving the workforce and leaving us on deck is starting to make it all seem a little more real. Well, you, I mean, the first Gen Xers are now in their mid fifties. So you kind of have to say, you know, what's, what are they going to generate over the next 10 to 15 years? How is that going to drive the economy? Are the, is it a big enough workforce to drive the economy as the baby boomers have? And that, and that's not to say the Gen Xers aren't working as hard. It's just not as many of them as there was in the baby boomer generation. So when I think about some of the current retirees that I work with, how does that affect them over the next 10 to 15 years as the economy continues to pull back a little bit? Maybe it's not as robust as it has been over the last, say, 30 or 40 years, but that's because we're not, we don't have as many folks that are driving that, that income into the economy. For Gen Xers, are they going to be able to count on Social Security? Is it, it's, I'm sure it's not going to go away, but is it going to keep getting decimated to where the point it's not really much of a factor? You know, I think that Social Security will always be there in some form or fashion. But I do think that at some point that it, uh, it's going to continue to change. Well, I, should, I was going to really say it's, it's going to start to change, but it already has started to change. I mean, if you think about Social Security, uh, you know, back when my dad retired, he, his full retirement age was 65. So he could get his full retirement at age 65. My full retirement age is now 67. So they've already technically reduced my benefits because they're making me work two more years to get my full benefit. And I think that that's going to continue to happen. We're going to continue to see changes like that, where maybe the full retirement age goes up to age 70, maybe 72, maybe 75. I don't know. I mean, where that's going to end. Um, I know Social Security's primary funding source is payroll. And if you factor in what we just said about, you know, the workforce getting smaller from the baby boomers to the Gen Xers, that payroll tax that comes in either is going to go up or in increase over time for the Gen Xers, or it's going to change the benefit that they're getting on the Social Security. And so it's a great question. That's why I think it's so important to make sure when you're building your plan out that you have as many guaranteed sources of income that you can create on your own. I mean, we most of us don't have pensions anymore. We've talked about that here on the show many times. So now it's up to us to save enough money that so that when we get ready to retire, maybe we can take part of that money and create a pension that's going to be some guaranteed income coming in through some type of insurance product or, or something like that. I think that's part of the plan that everybody's going to have to adapt to. Yeah, I, I would be interested to see what the pension numbers are going to be here in about 10, 15 years. Because yeah. what is it down less than one out of five retirees has a pension these days? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, most of the bigger companies have already uh, stopped with new employees. They've they've kind of phased all the new employees out of it. So you're yeah. not getting a pension as you join in. But even the ones that have retired already with a pension, a lot of these companies are going back to them and saying, let's buy that pension back from you. Let's give you a lump sum payment out of, you know, based on your, your years of service and everything. And they're trying to buy those pension dollars back. So uh, you got a lot of that going on and I think it's going to continue. Well, I'm in my mid forties. I'm sort of on the tail end of the Gen Xers. Is this uh, too young to start thinking about retirement planning or is this a good window to, to start making a call? Well, I mean, I got a couple of thoughts on that. I think that, you know, uh, CNBC said, they had a, a decade by decade guide to retirement planning out for 40 year olds. And one of the things that they said was, you know, you want to go ahead and plug into what you've got saved, plug that into an online calculator and really see what your numbers look like. Now there's a lot of calculators out there. Some of them are better than others, but I think if you go to a website like either Fidelity or Vanguard or uh, TD Ameritrade, a lot of those are going to have these calculators that you can plug that in and, and see what your numbers look like. But on top of that, I think that even in your 40s and, and certainly as you move into your 50s, you want to start to be a little bit more conservative and start to think about the risk that you're taking with your portfolio, what you're able to save and everything. Start to understand how the market is going to 
give and take on that. Uh, not that you don't know it now, but I mean, it's going to start to, you know, I think you'll see more of that in the future and then have a, you know, make sure you have a good understanding of what your lifestyle is going to be or what you want it to be as you, you know, move into retirement, as you start thinking about, you know, this is what I'm going to do with all my time. How much is that going to cost? How much is that going to add in? That's really what we offer here on the show at Mercurial Wealth Advisors at, at uh, Retirement 360. We do the Retirement 360 game plan. It, it really answers a lot of those questions for you. It puts all of those numbers together in a, a number of different reports that shows you how you're going to, how your current plan is on track, or maybe it's off a little bit, what the percentage or, or what the probability score is that you're, you're going to make it to retirement and still have money left over. And then it shows you those risk numbers I was talking about earlier, that risk tolerance and risk capacity that you have in your plan and how to mitigate some of that risk by changing some of the direction of those investments. All right. That's Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you have a question for him at the office or for the show, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. And uh, for new people, that you're listening to Retirement 360. So I'm in my 40s. You gave me a nice little layout of what should be on my mind or at least on deck when it comes to retirement planning. What changes as I move into my 50s? What different things do I need to be doing then? Well, then I think you, you kind of rerun those numbers that we just talked about. Estimate that retirement income. You can use those online calculators to kind of get an idea of where that's at. Uh, but now you start to check into your Social Security estimators and find out, OK, what's my Social Security look like? A lot of folks don't get that Social Security report anymore. Uh, so you have to go to ssa.gov and you can plug in your social security number. You set up your own account and all of that is, uh, you know, it's going to show you what your true numbers are. But I think the main thing, James, is that you're, you're continuing to save. You want to continue to put money into these retirement plans if you can. I personally have been advising everybody to start switching over from the traditional um, 401ks and 403bs to the more the Roth type plans where you're you're not getting the tax advantage up front, but you're getting the tax advantage on the back end. Because I I feel like again the next kind of shoot a drop here is going to be increased taxes over the next few years. We we're having the market volatility now. We're seeing the inflation come back up. We're probably going to see taxes have to increase over the next few years. So if you build your plan to be more tax free in retirement, I think you're going to be happier with the end result. Uh, once you turn 50, you know, you can take advantage of some of those catch up opportunities. So you can, you can, you can add more to your plan, uh, either your 401k, I think the 401k, you can go up to $6,000 this year, uh, or save an additional $6,000 this year on your IRAs. You can save an additional thousand dollars if you reach age 50 this year. But at that point, I think that you really want to engage with a retirement planner such as ourselves or somebody that you have confidence in and build out your plan. Really look at your plan. Make sure you understand exactly what you have. Most of the advisors, like our office, will do this at no cost because, we, I mean, our reason behind it is we want to we want to make sure that you're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for you. So we're going to do a plan. We're a registered investment advisor. We, we have to do what's in your best interest as a fiduciary. So we want to make sure that you know, when we build this out, if we, if we engage with you and we take you on as a client, that you have a higher than 75% uh, chance of this plan being successful. So guys, if you're all watching the show either on YouTube, this is our first time that we're video streaming it, but if you're watching it on YouTube or if you're listening to us on, on the radio, you know, give us a call today. What we'd like to do is just extend our offer to everybody that's tuning in today. And what we'll do is we'll do our retirement 360 scorecard. The scorecard is the report that's really going to show you where you are right now. It's going to, we're going to take your information. We're going to plug it into all of our programs and without making any changes to it, we're just going to give you a probability score. That score might be a 50% probability of making it to age 95, or it might be a hundred percent. So whatever your score is, that's what we're going to work with. Then we're going to dive in a little bit and show you, okay, well, if we get involved, this is how we're going to build it out. You know, we're going to show you how, what our investment strategy looks like, how we would build income. Part of this plan is, is building that solid income plan so that you know if Social Security is not around, you still got some income coming in and you have that guaranteed income that's reliable and sustainable. That's the main thing. Uh, we want to know what those risk numbers are, what that risk tolerance is, what that risk capacity is of your plan. So we'll, we'll build that out and show you those numbers as well. Then on top of that, we know that 
or we think that taxes will probably increase in the future. So we want to give you a tax strategy. If, if you've been investing in the traditional 401ks over the years, you got to know what you're going to, when you take the money out, how much you're going to pay in taxes. So we want to build a tax map. And then finally, we'll sit down with you and uh, have you sit down with an attorney to go over your will, your trust, your powers of attorney, all the documents that you need to have on point. So if something happens to you, everything's going to go exactly the way you want it to. It's going to, the money that you've uh, saved and created is going to pass on to your beneficiaries in the most tax efficient manner possible. So that's, that's the goal. If that sounds of interest to you or sounds like something you'd like to participate in, give us a call. Our number is 502-273-1188. John will schedule a 15 to 20 minute meeting or a discovery meeting with one of our advisors, and we'll go through that whole process at no cost. All right, we're going to continue talking about some of the issues with Gen Xers and baby boomers moving into retirement and a little bit more you need to be thinking about when you get your head in the game coming up next on Retirement 360. Welcome back. This is Retirement 360. I've got Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio with you. We're talking about retirement, financial planning, and uh, we're kind of taking a focus on how the baby boomers are almost all retired, which means it's Gen X's turn to start hitting the retirement button. But they're now facing what the baby boomers were facing the last 10, 15 years, and that's being part of the uh, sandwich generation. And that's when you're still taking care of your own kids and you're having to help out with uh, the generation before you. So you're sort of caught in the middle. And uh, that's a different experience. Now, what advice do baby boomers have for Gen Xers who are just now going through this phase? Well, I guess you, know, you mean where they're maybe taking care of family members and as well as themselves. I think that the first and foremost, I guess my comment is, is that God bless the caregivers, you know. So we were caregivers. Uh, my sister primarily was a caregiver for my mom the last probably five or six years. And and it's tough. I mean, the caregivers are the one thing that you have to be careful of there is that you, you tend to place the care on the person that you're watching and looking after and everything. But then you also, you know, your own health can kind of slip away from you as well. But I think that, the, that as you're as you're starting to move into this phase where you're not only taking care of yourself, but you're also taking care of maybe a family member or whatever. First and foremost, you need to keep your eye on the ball for your own retirement. So make sure that as you're getting closer to your own retirement date, you're minimizing expenses, you're getting that house paid off, you're paying off the higher debt like the cars. If you've got credit card debt, for, for sure, pay that off and get that away from you. Protect your investment in, in uncertain times like we're kind of going through now. You want to make sure that as the market ebbs and flows that you're not taking too big a hits. I'm not talking about market timing, folks. I'm talking about just being proactive with your management of your accounts, making sure that you're watching over those and you're just being aware of everything. As your advisors work through that with you, if they're working as a fiduciary, just be in constant contact with them and make sure that you're aware of what they're doing. And then, you know, just understand how taking care of somebody else, being part of that sandwich generation, as James said, just make sure that you, you understand your own personal economy and your investments have to support you going through, you know, for the next probably 25 or 30 years. So you want to make sure you're uh, real aware of your own personal plan. Yeah, I, I really feel for the caregivers. You know, I haven't been in that situation, but I've seen family members have to take care of other people. And so not only is it expensive and does it take a lot of time, but there's a lot of opportunity costs. You know, they could have been out there making money for themselves. And so not only... Is it not a, a neutral position? It's a financial drag. Oh, it certainly is. And, and I think that the, you know, depending on what kind of planning they did, if they didn't have any kind of protection, any kind of long-term care protection or anything, you might find yourself having to dip into your own pocket, which that's where we see, you know, your own personal, you know, retirement being in jeopardy. If that was the, if you're, you know, trying to pick up some of those costs yourself. And then also uh, something else I noticed is when, someone is taking care of a, a loved one, a family member, maybe it's just a close family friend, is uh, the tendency for them to neglect themselves and give themselves health problems. Yeah, I, I saw this with my dad and my grandma uh, when when grandma started getting, gosh, she was in her late 80s, early 90s, and she'd lived with mom and dad for 
years and years. But then, uh, as her health started to give way, uh, and dad was a primary caregiver, I just saw his health really start to take a dive. And that's the, I think that's the biggest thing that you have to be aware of is that if you're put in that position where you're taking care of somebody on a day-to-day basis, 24 seven, if you're taking that role on yourself, just make sure you understand how it's going to affect your own personal health because it, it certainly will. And then it also can affect your personal economy too, because if you're, again, as I said, if you're spending money out of your own pocket, maybe they don't have a, a big nest egg and you're spending money to try to take care of them, bringing in nurses or doing something like that, that can drain against your, your own, uh, you know, lifestyle going forward. I've got some personal friends that her mom is in that situation right now. And she, you know, they're, they're struggling to try to get her funds out of a situation. So, uh, my friends are having to dig into their own pocket at, you know, at a tune of a pretty, a couple thousand dollars a month. And it's, that's a pretty hefty bill to carry if you're still working on your own and trying to build out your own retirement plan. Yeah. And I also think about, uh, it's mostly women that do this. Something like 70, 75% of the home health care givers are women and they miss social security contributions. And if you don't have your full 30 years of credits, or maybe, you know, the, the credit years that you're missing are these higher income years as you're in your fifties and sixties and more productive, and you don't get to make that up. And that social security check is sort of the, um, the closest thing we have to a permanent pension that's coming our way for most of us. Yeah. And and ladies that do this, that take on this role, you're right. I mean, you know, they're giving up their personal job for a while, maybe a year, maybe two, maybe five or six or you know longer. If they're not producing their, their benefits themselves are not growing. They're not able to put into their 401k. So they're, those assets aren't growing as fast. And especially if the market turns, then it, they could be going the other direction. So yeah, there's a lot of disadvantages there. I think that's why, you know, one of the things that when you're building out a retirement plan, if you're working with an advisor that's building out this retirement plan for you, one of the things that you got to kind of include in this, you might not like this, but one of the things you got to include in this is some kind of protection for long-term care. I mean, I think that you you want to at least look at the plans that are out there. Now, long-term care planning is, has changed a lot over the last several years. One of the things that Gosh, back probably 15 years ago, I dealt with a lot of long-term care insurance plans and and they were more what's called traditional long-term care. So you'd buy an insurance policy from a company, you'd pay them a premium. If you went into a nursing home or you went into home health care, they would pay you X number of dollars every month and that would last for so many years. But if you never had that long-term care event, that money would go into the insurance company. And if you passed away, that was it. It was just kind of gone at that point. It's kind of like your car insurance. If you didn't use it, you kind of lost it. Okay. But now what the insurance industry has done now is they've changed it where they're actually using life insurance and allowing life insurance, the death benefit of the life insurance to be used in some cases for long-term care, which makes it a whole different ballgame in my opinion, because now you're paying a premium to an insurance company. And if you go into a nursing home, you're going to have a pool of money. It may not be you may not pay for everything, but it's going to be a pool of money that you can draw from. Or if you, you know, need home health care, you have that pool of money that you can draw from. But if you don't go into a nursing home or you never have that long-term care event and you pass away in your sleep one night or in a car accident or whatever, that it, same insurance policy is going to pay a death benefit to somebody. So the way I look at that is at least the insurance company doesn't win there. You've got, you know, they're paying out some way, you know, whether to your beneficiaries or to you, you're getting some benefit out of that. So your dollars are kind of doing double duty at that point. All right. I'm a healthy guy in my mid forties. At what point do I need to start looking into long-term care insurance? Well, normally the age would be somewhere and you probably your early to mid sixties probably is when you'd want to start looking into it. But James, I got to be honest. I mean, I've heard stories and there was a story here locally. It's been probably I don't know, 10 years ago. There was a local newscaster that was, uh, he was probably in his forties, mid forties and driving his kid to school or dropped his kid off at school one morning and came driving back. And this was a cold January morning, hit a patch of ice on the road and had a car accident and was severely injured, went into uh, hospital for as long as they could stay in the hospital, then went into a nursing home. And then the story was he ended up losing everything to long-term care. They ended up moving him out of 
you know, the local market into his home market in West Virginia and ended up losing everything. So it can happen to anybody. So, you know, if you feel like you want to take that opportunity to go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to get one of these insurance policies that'll take care of that. And you need insurance anyway, it may be a way for you to, to look at that. If you've got life insurance now that you're paying premiums on, you may be able to change it to one of those policies that now have the long-term care benefit and just go ahead and that same dollar that you're already spending could actually give you some of that coverage. All right. That's Alan Mercurio. If you want to contact him at the office, 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's Retirement Coach. Dot com. All right, Alan, as a boomer to a Gen Xer, what else do I need to be thinking about to make this transition as smooth as possible? Yeah, I think about the, I guess you want to first and foremost, and this is something that, that we kind of harp on all the time is think about what you're going to do with the time that you're going to have. So if you gave up your full-time gig and now you got an extra 40 or 50 hours a week to do whatever you want to do, what are you going to do with that time? And I think that we have to kind of first understand that we need to know what we're going to do with that time. If you're going to do stuff around the house where you're tending a garden or just sitting around with the grandkids or going to baseball games with the kids or whatnot, you're going to still have a little bit more expense because you're probably going to buy everybody dinner or whatever, but you're probably not going to have a great deal of expense. If you're going to change that lifestyle or maybe continue a lifestyle that you've created where you're traveling every year, maybe traveling more. If you're kind of like what we've developed is, you know, we like this RV lifestyle. So maybe we'll do uh, extended RV trips. If once, once I retire, we'll go out West for two or three months or something like that, that takes money. So you have to kind of figure out what's, what's this new lifestyle going to, how's it going to increase my spending over that period of time? And then you got to figure out, okay, how does that fit my budget? for retirement. I, I know I'm going to have this much money or I think I'm going to have this much money for retirement. How's that going to fit into it? And then you want to think about things like healthcare, long-term care planning, estate planning, all of that stuff needs to be calculated and worked into your plan. That's frankly, folks, why we put together the Retirement 360 game plan process. It's a process where we look at your current plan, kind of give you a probability score of what you're going to, where you are now and how that's going to work out if something happens to you. Or if you live to age 95, are you going to still have money? And then we built in our retirement 360 game plan, which has the income plan, the risk management side of it, the investment side of it, uh, the tax map strategy, and then also having you sit down with an attorney to build out a, a state plan. All of that's done at no cost for you. If you're just watching the show today or listening to us on the radio, give us a call, 502-273-1188. Or go to louisvillesretirementcoach.com and you can sign up for a meeting with one of our advisors on the team. All right, that's Alan Mercurio for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurial Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. And we're going to answer some mailbag questions. We call it the Retirement 360 mailbag, but it's really just a bunch of emails that we've printed out. But some common retirement questions, they've come sometimes on the phone, sometimes email, sometimes in the office. Uh, we like to set the good questions aside, and we'll run them by Alan on the show. Ready for the first question, Alan? Sure. 
I like this one. This one's intentionally vague. <laughs> how do I figure out how much of my retirement income could be taxed? That is pretty vague. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, the first thing you're going to do is just kind of inventory the assets that you have and how much money you're going to need on a monthly basis what kind of guaranteed sources of income you have, kind of some of the same things that we talk about all the time. Your, your social security is going to be coming in. How much money do you actually need on a monthly basis is really going to be how you figure out how much is going to be taxed because more than likely the source of the money that you have to pull from is going to be in some kind of a retirement account. Maybe it's a 401k, maybe it's an IRA or something like that, which by the way is fully taxable. I had, a, I won't say an argument, but a discussion with a prospective client the other day. And she kept on telling me that, that her IRA shouldn't be taxed because the money that she put in should not be taxed. It was already taxed. And I said, no, it, it was never taxed in the first place. So all of it has to be taxed. But anyway, if you're pulling money out of those types of accounts, and let's say you need an extra $10,000 per year on top of what Social Security is giving you, chances are you're not going to pay a whole lot of taxes on that because you have certain thresholds that you have to get to before your, your Social Security is going to be taxed uh, and you're going to be in those lower income tax brackets if that's the case. But now if you had to pull out an extra $100,000 on top of your Social Security uh, and that's coming out of a tax-deferred account like an IRA, then yeah, you're going to have a much higher tax bill. So it's all about doing a plan, really understanding what you need in retirement, what resources you have, where you're going to be pulling this money from. And then to some extent, you can control the taxable uh, portion of that. If you've got after-tax investments too, you might be able to pull from them. Or if you've done any Roth conversions, you might be able to pull from them so you can maybe control some of it. But I guess the bottom line is, and to your question, how do you figure that out? You really have to have a plan. You have to have somebody sit down and, and work through that those your individual situation with you, and they should be able to show you what your taxable income is going to be. Well, the wild card I've always noticed on this show isn't your IRA or your pension money. That's just going to be taxed as income. Roth IRA is not going to be taxed. Talk about Social Security. It might be taxed. It might be half of a tax. It might be 85% taxed. Yeah, we talked about earlier on the show that you know what what changes could happen there. I think my personal opinion is eventually all of the Social Security is going to be taxed, not just eighty five percent of it, but eventually all of it will be taxable. All right, uh, next question from the mailbag. Sure. This one says, "I don't think my husband and I are on the same page when it comes to our retirement. Do you meet with very many couples in a situation like ours, or should we try to resolve all of our issues before meeting with a financial planner?" Well, first and foremost, yes, we meet. Most every couple that we meet has varying opinions of where they want their retirement to go. Uh, our lead advisor, Troy Bolton, and I have this conversation periodically about, you know, sometimes we feel like we're marriage counselors, but uh, I would not expect you to resolve those issues before meeting with a financial advisor. I think that meeting with a financial advisor can help you resolve a lot of those issues. Because I, I say that it, with tongue in cheek that, you know, we may feel like marriage counselors, but to be honest, you guys don't have the knowledge that we do. You haven't seen the situations that we've seen. So where the one one person may be very conservative, the other one may be very risk adverse or very uh, comfortable with risk. So I think that you have to just make sure that you're having an honest conversation with whoever's helping you, helping guide you to retirement. And if they're if they're being honest with you, they're going to say, okay, we can build part of the portfolio that's going to satisfy maybe, you know, the more conservative one, one that's willing to take some risk. Maybe we have another satellite portfolio out here. But the bottom line is, is you're going to need income from somewhere. So let's take care of that first. Let's create the income plan and then let's figure out how we're going to manage the rest of it. Yeah. And I, I kind of get the feeling that if you want to have all of your problems resolved before you go talk to a financial yeah, planner, you, yeah, you'll, you'll never talk to a financial planner. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest challenge is that, you know, in life, we all can come up with excuses as to why we're not going to do something as to why we're going to delay procrastination is, you know, is, is a decision in itself. So if you decide not to do something, it's, it's still a decision. So, well, it, money is such a, a touchy topic to begin with. And then when you want to talk about people's life's work and the big decisions they're making, I'm not surprised that y'all have some sort of drama going on between couples in the office on a somewhat regular basis. Well, I and mean, you're right because, you know, in, in, even in some cases, maybe 
you know, somebody hears us on the radio and says, Hey, I want to go in and see these guys and drags the husband in or drags the wife in because they want them to be a part of it. And that person doesn't have any interest in coming in. So they're going to be shut down right out of the gate. So, so the financial advisor's job in a lot of cases is getting that other person engaged and saying, okay, what do you think? How do you want to do this? How do you feel about this? And, uh, usually when we can break through that first layer and get them thinking about not, not just the money part of it, but you know, the time, what you're going to do with that time. Are you going to be a traveler? Are you going to be, you know, somebody that's, you have a, have some kind of a hobby or whatever. Once we can kind of break into that, we can usually start to kind of peel back the layer, so to speak. If you got a question for the mailbag or you want to call Alan at the office, 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's retirement coach.com. All right, Alan, this one says, I'm starting to look for a financial planner and I'm not sure how to find the best fit. What is your typical client like? That is a good question. Um, I think our typical client is somebody that is first and foremost willing to take advice. They're looking for that advice, but they're looking for somebody to kind of help them with the, the situation. Maybe not a as much a do-it-yourselfer as some, uh, may, they may, they may like to do certain parts of management or something like that, or maybe they do their own taxes and things of that nature, but they really have just have got to a point in their life where they've saved enough money. Uh, they feel comfortable with the money that they've saved, but now they don't want to take that responsibility and they're looking for somebody else to kind of step in that role and, and take that over for them. Quite frankly, most of our clients are folks that are don't want to become a full-time financial advisor or financial planner. They just want to, now they want to retire and be able to enjoy life the way they've always thought of it. And that's why we step into that role and can take over for that. We, we kind of consider ourselves, we, we have this big sports theme of retirement coach and everything because we kind of step into that role of the head coach and saying, okay, we're going to find, go find the, the best assistant coaches we can. So for the tax planning, we find a, you know, the best CPA we can for the attorney we find, or for the estate plan, we find the best attorney we can for insurance. We find the best insurance people we can. And we plug all those in where the, the clients don't have to worry about that. And uh, so then we have this kind of a nucleus of a team. And as the head coach or the retirement coach, we kind of manage and organize that for everybody. All right. That was a good one. Uh, this one's not a fun one. You ready for the next one? Eric, go ahead. This one says, I'm really worried about what would happen if I were to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I watched mm-hmm. several people in my family suffer from it, and it scares me. How do I get all of the big financial decisions taken care of in case this were to happen to me too? Uh, that's actually an easier question than you think. It's it's just don't delay. Don't delay and putting and start putting this stuff off. I mean, Take the bull by the horn, pay, take one decision at a time, whether it's your estate plan first, your financial plan first, you know, your insurance plan first, whatever, take one of them by the horn and say, okay, I'm going to handle this first. Or, you know, kind of going back to what I just said about the retirement coach, you can come to us and we'll do most, most, if not all of it for you, because we'll sit down with you. We'll lay out your current strategy. That's what we call the retirement scorecard. We'll, t- we'll do a report that shows you exactly where you are in your current path of life now, and we'll help you start to evaluate that. We'll start to you know ask questions that you probably have never asked yourself before. Which, what's the retirement plan of my dreams look like, and how do we build that? How do we keep up with inflation? How much risk am I currently taking, and how much risk can I take and still have a successful plan? Those are all questions that most people don't ask, and most advisors don't ask you either. But then once we build that out, you're going to have a retirement game plan that's have included in it an income plan. It's going to have a tax map strategy, and it's going to have an estate plan where all your wills, your trust, your powers of attorney, all those things are done for you so that if something like that happens to you, everything's going to happen the way you want it to happen. So that's the best answer I can give you. If that sounds like it's of interest to anybody that's watching, not only the person who wrote that question, but anybody that's watching this day or, or listening today, Give us a call at 502-273-1188 or go on our website, louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Right there, you can click on a button and you can actually schedule a meeting with us or you can send an email to John in our office and schedule a time for you to come in and go through this analysis with us. All right. Talk about some of the events you guys have coming up. Uh, I mean, uh, the main events that we've been doing over the last quarter has been the, the dinner events at Ruth Chris Steakhouse. We've got a couple more of those planned. 
that, that you can go to the website and, and see those. We're also going to branch out and start doing some other uh, events that'll be similar dinner events, maybe not at the same restaurant, but similar dinner events. We actually got a couple of client events coming up later this fall that are going to be uh, real exciting. Well, actually, before that, we got a baseball event coming up uh, that our clients and, and friends and family are going to come to, and then just a whole host of events. And that's those are the things that we like to do to, to focus on most. Keep him busy. Y'all, this is Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you want to contact him at the office or go for an event or you just have a quick question you want to ask over the phone, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's 502-273-1188. Alan, thank you very much for your time. Let's do it again next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, James. All right. This has been Retirement 360. If you missed a show and want to catch up with Alan and Troy and the latest retirement planning topics, click on the media tab at louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's louisvillesretirementcoach.com. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.